Okay, grab your message notes. Uh, we're going to wrap up our series. We've been doing this for the month of November. It's called Brand New. Uh, and we're using this for the fact of when you make a commitment to Jesus Christ and you say yes and you say, Jesus, I believe in you. I want, to be my save, want you to be my Savior. I want you to be my Lord. That you, in, there's some things that happen instantly to you that we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, there's two disclaimers I have for this, this morning's message. Number one, I'm going to use a lot of scripture because what we're going to talk about is so important and uh, it is so powerful. And I'm going to give you some key scriptures for you to hone in on. And here's the thing. The other disclaimer is this. What I'm going to share today is probably going to bring up more questions than answers that you're going to have. I'm going to give you some answers. I'm going to share what the Bible says about what we're going to talk about. But you're probably going to leave with a whole bunch of questions. Here's, here's the assignment. Study the Bible. Okay? I'm going to give you a head start. Got some scripture for you. You, 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 you study, see what the Bible has for you, and uh, go from there. Everybody got it? Okay, so one of the things we said at the beginning of the series, the first, the first week, is that you and I are pretty much made up of three parts. We all have a body. Yes, okay, good. We're good on that one. We have a body, but the real us is our soul and our spirit that lives inside of our body. Now, when you become brand new, there are some things that happen instantaneously. The moment you say yes to Jesus and you say, Jesus, I want to live for you, boom, instantly, there's some things happen. And most of those things happen in your heart, in your soul, your spirit comes alive, God puts his Holy Spirit inside of you, you're forgiven, you're made brand new, your past is gone, and you have hope for today, hope for tomorrow, and power for living. These things happen like instantly. Attitudes change, <laughs> uh, perspective changes. Uh, many different things, your behavior, but the biggest and the best changes have yet to happen for us. And as much as this life on earth has the potential of being really, really good and amazing. Matter of fact, Jesus said one time, he says, look, I have come to give you life and to give it what? Anybody know? More abundantly, which simply means better than you can imagine, this amazing, abundant life here on this earth. But it's what happens after we leave this earth that is the best is yet to come. And God promises that after your life on this earth is done, you have even a better life on the other side for eternity. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What happens in the future when we are made brand new today? So buckle up. Here we go. First, we're going to dive right on in. The first thing, when I am made brand new, it means that I will live an eternal life. Okay, first point. I will live an eternal life. What does eternal mean? How long is eternal? Well, in the words of Buzz Lightyear, to infinity and beyond. Okay? 
There's no end. It's eternal. It's forever. Okay, there's eternal is, is the time frame. It's eternal. It's forever and ever. And then eternity is the place where this eternal time frame happens. And that's what we all get. In John 3.16, probably the most popular verse in the Bible. I mean, you see it all over the place, right? You see the, at least the reference in different places. But it says this. Jesus said, For God so loved the world, he loved the world so much, that he gave his very own one and only son, that whoever believes in him, in his son, Jesus Christ, will not perish, but will have what? Eternal life. Now, usually when we focus on that verse, we focus on different parts like God so loved the world. God, he's just amazing. God loved everybody so much that what did he do? He gave. Very generous God. He gave his best, his very own, one and only son, Jesus Christ. And then if you believe in that, if you believe in him, you won't perish, but you'll have what? Eternal life. In other words, what happens is if, when you embrace the first parts that God so loved, he so loved the world, that God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his one and only son. And if you believe, all of that equals eternal life is what it means and what it tells us. That's the end result. And the Bible tells us, and it talks about the words eternal life 41 different times. So the fact is, eternal life is a, a real thing for us. It, it is a thing. And the fact is this, your life has a time limit. Did you know that? <laughs> your life on this earth, your body, has a time limit on it. We're all going to die physically. Matter of fact, the current life expect it was just updated recently. I saw this uh, uh, excerpt somewhere. The current, your current life expectancy for men is 70.8 years. <laughs> Somebody in the first service said, bummer, I've only got six months to go. <laughs> now this is global, remember that, that's global. But for women, it's what? Anybody know? 700, not quite. 76 years. Okay, there is a reason that women outlast men. And others, uh, we could go down the list on that. But, it, but that, that is a statistic for our bodies, not for the real you. It's not for your soul. It's not for your spirit because they will live on forever. The big question is this. When we think about living forever, your spirit and your soul, where is it going to be? Where will you spend eternity? Will your eternity, because we're all going to enter eternity once this life on earth is done, will your eternity be eternal punishment away from the presence of God? Or will your eternity be with God in his presence in heaven? That's the choice. It's one or the other. There is no in-between. There is no other option. It's A or B. 
and your, your, your life on earth, your decisions you make here, determine which one it is in the future. Okay, so that's number one. Okay, Eter brand new means that I have an eternal life. Number two, being brand new means that I have a new home. I have a new home. It's very clear from Scripture that this world that we're living in right now and everything in it is, is not our home. This isn't home, folks. Okay? We're here temporarily. And even though we live here and we have to deal with all the things that are here, you know, we have to go to work. We have to earn money. We have to pay the bills. We have to go to school. We have to get an education. All these different things that we deal with in life on this earth Don't get too invested in it because we're only here for a little while. There's way more to life than what's here in all that it represents. What, what do we do? We keep our eyes and we keep our mind on what's ahead, on our real home. Here's what Hebrews chapter 11 says. There in your notes. It says, but they... Now, who is they? Well, if you notice, it's Hebrews chapter 11. If you know the Bible at all, you notice that Hebrews chapter 11 talks about a lot of the Old Testament people who, who demonstrated faith in God. Some of them were big, huge faith, and some of them were smaller amounts of faith, but they were people of faith, and it was people like Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah up to that point. So here's what it says, but they, talking about all those people, were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. A heavenly city, a heavenly homeland. That word in, in the Bible, you will find the word heaven in some form or other 582 times. In other words, heaven is a real place. It's not just a figment of somebody's imagination. It's not a state of mind. It's not here. I can guarantee you this is not heaven. I'd be really disappointed. But heaven is a place, and it is, for those of us who are brand new, it is our home someday. What is heaven right now? Well, heaven is God's home. That's where God dwells, even though, even though he lives here. He dwells inside of us. That's his home base. It's where the angels have their home base. There's a lot of activity happening in heaven right now. Matter of fact, Jesus is there. Did you know Jesus is there just as he is here? And he's doing something. He's doing something very special for us. And here's what he says in John, in John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. He was with his disciples on the, on the night, on that Thursday. He spent time with them, teaching them some things just before he was arrested and crucified. And he says... Don't let your hearts be troubled. He says, trust in God, trust in me also. In my Father's house, we're going to come back to that, are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, 
I'm going there. Where's he going? To the Father's house to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me that you also may be where I am. Where is that? The Father's house. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And they're like, teacher, we don't know the way. What are you talking about? And then we come to the famous verse in verse 6. Several more verses later where Jesus says, look, guys, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father. In other words, no one gets to go to the Father's house except through me. I'm it. Now, this translation uses the Father's house. In my Father's house. The King James Version uses the word mansion. And he says, in my father's house, in, the, in his mansion, there are many rooms. Now, what does that really mean? What does the word house and mansion mean? It just simply means that's where God is living right now. It's his dwelling place. It's not specific, necessarily a building or even a fancy building. It's where God is, and someday we're going to be there with him as well. Uh, and, and, but here's the thing. I, I don't mean to... Burst your bubble? Maybe I do. But some of you have been taught, and some of you really believe, that you're going to live in a mansion someday. It doesn't say that. You will have a place. Matter of fact, Jesus is preparing that place. It says, my father's house has many rooms. We're going to have a place. But it doesn't mean we're necessarily all going to have individual mansions in heaven. But here's the thing. Even though we don't know the architecture, we don't know what the buildings are going to be like. It's being worked on right now. Whatever. I'll I'll use the word facility because I think it's not going to quite be a a facility, building facility that we're going to live in. Whatever it is. It's going to be better than any mansion you could have thought of here on earth. So just because you might not have a, quote, mansion and you've been looking through magazines, picking yours out, right? (laughs) Just throw it away. It's going to be so much better than any of that. It's it's going to be amazing what God has planned for us and, and the place that he has for us. John talks, if you want to know more about that, more details, in in Revelation chapter 21, I'm going to read some of it, but later on in the chapter it talks more about it. Uh, Revelation 21, verse 1 to 4 says this. This is John having this revelation, this vision of what's going to happen. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death sorrow or crying or pain because all these things are gone forever hallelujah there's coming a day folks that all the things that we struggle with here on this earth 
all these things that hold us back from from anything good and all the sicknesses and disease and all the heartaches and all the, they're just done they're gone they're no more they're not even on our radar it's all going to be brand new there's a new heaven there's a new earth what all that is going to look like I don't know you can look in the rest of the chapter to give you a clue of what this city this new city is like but other than amazing and indescribable we do know this it's going to be our home <laughs> there will be a city there will be an earth it's going to be a rebuilt earth and all of that together equals what we call heaven and that's where we'll be for how long eternity forever that is going to be our home. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. For those that are made brand new and are following Jesus on this earth, what it, what's next for us is beyond our ability to even imagine and conceive. We get glimmers and we get glimpses of it in Scripture, but even then our minds are going, I don't get it. It'll all come together someday for all of us. We don't know the details, but it'll be so much greater than anything we could ever dream about right now. Then number three, okay? We have eternal life. We have a new home. Number three, this is really good. Brand new means that I will have a new body. Can I get an amen? All right. We're getting a brand new body. Now, here's the thing. For your entry into heaven, into eternity with God, there's one qualification. Number one, you have to have known Jesus Christ here on this earth. You have to have a made a commitment, believe in Jesus, and be made brand new. Without it, you don't go to heaven. Okay, there's no other way. That's a solid truth. But the other thing, the other qualifi qualifier for you to get to heaven is you're not going to get there with the body that you have right now. This body is not allowed in heaven. Okay? <laughs> Amen on that one, right? Because we will all need to have a new and different body to get there. That is probably the part of brand new that I like as much as anything. That we will have a brand new body that qualifies us to get into eternity in heaven with him. 2 Corinthians 5 verses 1 to 3 says this, For we know that when this earthly tent, now pay attention to that word tent, we live in, that's what you dwell, that's what Paul is calling this body, this earthly body, a tent is taken down that is when we die and leave this earthly body we will have a what what's that next word a house so we trade in a tent for a house pretty good deal right i mean those of you who like to camp still using a tent even though you might like it for a little you can't wait to get back home right into your house that's what we're going to get in heaven, an eternal body made for us 
by God himself and not by human hands. In other words, God is working right now on making you a custom house, body, for you to live in, for your soul and your spirit to live in when we get to heaven. He says, we grow weary in our present bodies and we long to put our heavenly bodies on like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. Okay, you're not going to be floating around in heaven and just sort of like a ghost or a spirit or something like that. You will have a body in heaven. But as with most things, it's going to be a supernatural body, and the transition from this body to that one is going to also be a supernatural experience. So follow me closely here, because when Jesus Christ returns, the Bible tells us that in an instant, it says that the believers who have already died and they're already buried in some form, whatever that is. When Jesus returns, God's going to resurrect whatever form their body has been, whether it's still in a coffin that's been embalmed, whether it's ashes, whatever form there is left of your body after you die, God's instantly going to take it and transform it into a brand new spiritual body but also people that are alive when Jesus returns whenever that is however that is Jesus shows up instantly after those that were dead are resurrected those that are alive are going to meet Jesus in the air and instantaneously this body is going to be transformed into a brand new spiritual body whether you're dead, had been dead, or whether a person's alive, it's all going to happen instantaneously, and we will all have a brand new transformed spiritual body that now we can enter heaven, and God does that for us. So whether dead or alive, at the rapture, well, I'll tell you what that is in a little bit, we'll be instantaneously transformed with a new body. 1 Corinthians 15. This is a circle that reference in your notes there. This is one of the chapters that you can do a deep dive in. He says this, but let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. He says, we will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment in the blink of an eye. Let me explain those two. A moment in blink of an eye. It, it's an, it, it's a, that word moment in, in the... Uh, in the Greek language, uh, they use, that word moment is the word atomos, which we get the word atom from. An atom is the smallest particle of matter. It is very tiny, right? And so it says in a moment, it's the, an, an atom amount of time, instantaneously, it, this is going to happen. What can we compare that with? Well, when you blink, that's pretty quick, right? An atom amount of time in a moment is one-fortieth of a second. That's how quick it's all going to happen. Faster than you can even think about it happening. 
okay? In the blink of an eye. When the last trumpet is blown, for when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are still living will also be transformed, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Okay, there has to be a transformation. Just talked about that. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. One translation uses the word corruptible and incorruptible. Our corruptible bodies will have to be transformed into incorruptible bodies. Perfect, brand new bodies. Okay, it says... Then our dying bodies have been, have been transformed into bodies that will never die. But thank God, <laughs> He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Folks, this is all stuff that's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but it's going to for those who are brand new. We have victory over sin over death that will be our final victory something that we can all be looking forward to and then paul talks about it in another place he writes this to the church in thessalonica all right first thessalonians 4 another scripture that you can do a deep dive in it says for the lord himself will come down from heaven talking about jesus with a commanding shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet call of god First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up. Now that word caught up, when, and when Jesus says, I'll come back and take you with me, it be caught up. The, there's the Greek word for that is harpazo, which was translated later then into the Latin word uh, rapturo, which we get the word rapture from. Some people say, well, the rapture is not a real thing because the word isn't in the Bible. It's true. <laughs> the word rapture is not in the Bible, but the meaning of it is, the event of it, is written, translated from several different languages till we get the word rapture, but the concept is there. Okay? So, so we will be caught up, we will be raptured in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. I hope you're encouraged. I am. Because that's coming someday. Every one of you here this morning, if you have said yes to Jesus Christ, you've accepted Him as your Savior, you invited Him into your life to, to just take over, take control, to call the shots, You've accepted forgiveness. And he's cleaned your past and he's changed your heart. All these things that we've talked about. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean you do everything right all the time or any time, really. Get a few things right here and there. This is what your future holds. This is what's going to be sort of the finality of the brand new that God is doing in your life. So the question then might be, after this, what will your new spiritual bodies be like? Good question, right? Well, we have to go with Scripture. I'll put that in there. We're, gonna do, we're, gonna, we're not going to hypothesize. We're not going to go with what the world says and all these other, even if you heard it in a sermon somewhere, it may be true, it may not. We're going to go with what the Bible says. Here's what Philippians chapter 3 says. 
But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. We talked about that. And we're eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies. Now what's the next part? It says this. Like his own. Like whose? Jesus. Our bodies will be like Jesus' new body that he received, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. We know that when Jesus resurrected on that Sunday morning, when Jesus came out of the grave, he, was a brand, he had a brand new spiritual body. The old one was gone. He was transformed instantly into the kind of body that we're going to be he was recognizable they recognized him but here's the thing it, it was a spiritual body but also had a physical element to it because we know toward the end of uh, the book of john after the resurrection jesus met with his disciples physically a couple times they didn't yell and scream oh it's a ghost it's a spirit it's him he ate with them. He had breakfast with them one time. He had lunch with several guys one time. We, he ate. It was a human, it was a physical body. And then there, there's one, one time when he appeared with his disciples, but one of the guys wasn't there. Thomas wasn't there. And they're like, Thomas, you wouldn't believe it. Jesus is alive. He, he, he died. We know he died. We put him in the tomb, but he, he's alive again. And Thomas says, I'll believe it when I see it. He said, once I put my fingers into the scars of his hand and into his side, because they knew he was speared, he was nailed to a cross, he had, he had holes in his wrists or his hands, whichever one, and he had a spear poked in his side. He had a scar there, there's a hole. He said, once I put my fingers there, then I'll believe. <laughs> a week later, they were together, and it says, Jesus appeared among them. He just showed up. And you know what he did? The first thing he did was, hey, Thomas, come here. <laughs> here you go. Check it out. Put his fingers in the nail holes. And here, check this out. Put it in his side. Thomas go, my Lord and my God. Just dropped him to his knees because it was Jesus. Without a doubt, the most emphatically truthful, powerful statement probably in all of Scripture, my Lord and my God, gave fact that, to the, that Jesus had resurrected. He was still alive, and he was there. So he had a physical, but he also had a spiritual body. Because there was times when the disciples were together, they locked, one specific time it says, they locked the door because they were in fear for their lives. They were, trying, they were being hunted down and persecuted and arrested. So they got together in this house and the doors were locked and the windows were shut. And it says, Jesus appeared. He just appeared and then he disappeared. So we get the picture that Jesus, though he had a physical, his new body, resurrected body, had physical features, but it was also a spiritual body. And guess what? Your new transformed body is going to be a lot like that 
Now, that's all I got. I don't know what all that means. Will we be floating around? Will we be just being transported here and there? I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's what it tells us in Philippians. Now, contrary to popular belief, we do not become angels. I know some of you have heard that. I'm not going to say some of you believe that, but some of you have heard that, that when we die, we become an angel. Scripture does not teach that. What it teaches is just what I shared with you. We become like Jesus in the, the, the characteristics of our new transformed bodies. But our new spiritual bodies, here's a, here's a good clue, they will be recognizable. They re remember, they recognize Jesus. You're going to be recognized. Matter of fact, every one of us here this morning, we get to heaven in our new transformed bodies. We will know each other. And we'll know each other's names. Every one of us. I'm going to remember all your names by then. I'm working on it now, but I don't know them all yet. But we will all know each other. Matter of fact, we get clues from Scripture that we will know everybody in heaven by name. People you never even knew on this earth, we're all going to be recognized. Now, in what relationship we'll know each other, I'm not quite sure, but we will know each other because we will have the physical features that are recognizable to one another. So that's, that's what we do know. Now, we could go on and on. This whole subject is really, really exciting for me. For several years now, I've been doing a deep dive into all this, and I'm and the reason I'm excited is because look what we have to look forward to. We really do. If we didn't have this to look forward to, what would you think every day when you turn on the news? <laughs> Everything's going to hell in a handbasket, right? And I'm not sure about myself. But we can know that everything... I believe 100% right now history is coming to a crescendo. And I think we will experience what I've just been talking about this morning sooner than later. have no clue when. I'm just looking forward to it. Whether I, whether I come up from the grave or I just go from right here, it's all going to be the same eventually. So what do we do till then? Well, we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We love people. We serve God. We serve people. We share the good news of Jesus, just what I'm talking about. We share it with as many people as we can. Why? Because we want them to join us in this heavenly home with God forever and eternity. Especially if you have loved ones. You want them to know about this. Our hearts break for those who don't. <laughs> That's why God still, it says God is taking his time. He's patient. He doesn't want anyone to perish. But he wants every person on this planet to become brand new. Last verse, Hebrews 13, wrapping it up. It says this, on this earth, we don't have a city that lasts forever. But we are waiting for such a city. 
Our sacrifice right now is to keep offering praise to God. Keep praising God. Keep worshiping Him in the name of Jesus. And don't forget to help others and to share your possessions with them. This, too, is like offering a sacrifice that pleases God. We don't just sit back and wait. Folks, we have work to do. What is that work? Serving God. Serving people. Helping others. Being generous. Sharing the gospel with others. If we really believe in our hearts that there's coming a time sooner than later, then it creates an ur there's an urgency, there should be, about us that says, you know what, before it's too late, I want to make sure that I do everything I possibly can. That's our assignment. Today is a good day to celebrate what it means to be made brand new. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, man, it's nothing but hallelujah, praise God. I'm so encouraged, I'm so excited. It should leave you jumping in the streets, jumping in wherever, singing praises. You just can't stop. But it's also a good day to say, God, I want to start this journey. I'm not sure where it's all going to lead. Well, I do know where it's going to lead. I'm not sure how it's all going to go for me. But I'm ready to say yes to Jesus. I'm ready to get ready to go to heaven someday. How do we do that? By simply saying yes. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that God sent you to this earth to die on the cross, to save me from my sins. And when I believe in you, that forgiveness that he gave me on the cross is applied to my life. You make me brand new. You forgive my past. You give me a fresh start. And now you've put me on this path of life. And you've put, given me this journey to live, this adventure of, of just following you. It doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect. It doesn't mean anything in life is going to be perfect. It's not. I'm still going to have problems. I'm still going to have struggles. I'm still going to have questions. I got lots of them. So do you. But at least I'm heading in the right direction. I know who my Savior is. I know who my Lord is. And I know where my home is. And that's all that matters. Amen. Let's stand together.